Welcome to another Lost Ladies of Lit mini episode. I'm Amy Helms here with my co-host, Kim Askew, who actually has no idea what we're going to be discussing today. I wanted to catch you off guard a little bit, Kim. I'm a little nervous. Don't be. It's going to be fun. Okay. Um, My first question, do you know what a mond green is? Have you ever heard of that term, mond green? No. What is it? So it's a term coined by, I guess you could say, a lost lady of lit, actually. She was an American writer named Sylvia Wright. She coined this term in a 1954 essay she wrote for Harper's Magazine, and it started appearing in official dictionaries a lot later, like in the 2000s. But the word mond green refers to a mishearing or misinterpretation of a phrase in a way that gives it new meaning. So mond green's come into play a lot with song lyrics. Yes. So I'm going to give you a few examples of song lyrics that I ha- had been singing wrong. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. Can you sing them too when you say them? Or are you well, going to just say them? <laughs> I might have to sing it a little to get into the All gist. Right. But um, with Taylor Swift's big tour, she had that one song, Blank Space. I got a blank space, baby, and I'll write your name. My daughter's too young. (laughs) Okay, so Kim's looking. So there's this section of the song where she goes, your long list of ex-lovers, they'll tell you I'm insane. All right, your long list of ex-lovers. Until like two months ago, I thought she was saying, your lovely Starbucks lovers, they'll tell you I'm insane. To me, that made perfect sense. She was saying it kind of snotty, like, oh, yeah, lovely Starbucks lovers. Like, it's an insult. Like, I'm better than the girls that go to Starbucks. So that, that's <laughs> one that I, that's one that I've been getting wrong for a long time. Yes. Another one, which I know you know this song, it's Echo and the Bunnymen. Oh, yeah, I know every Echo. Forever. <laughs> I thought they were saying, lips like chicken. Chicken kisses. It's lips like sugar. Sugar kisses. Yeah. Sugar I think that's the kisses. name of the song, even. That one I cannot give you any points on because there is no reason it would be that. <laughs> no sense. It's so yeah, random. Sense. But in the same way, I can't unhear it that way. And I just thought, oh, they're really edgy. I I, I just <laughs> thought it was so random that it was cool, you know? Because sugar kisses is kind of trite i think anyway like chicken kiss it that All sounds right. kind of badass you're so punk rock anyway there's anyway. a lot of people that get song lyrics like that wrong oh yeah totally harriet was singing you're so vain the other day and carly simon uses the word gavotte and i think people don't know that word so i think a lot of people have probably made a a different lyric different lyric that. yeah it's like a french dance it really works within the song but yeah yeah know that word do you know that song, Chicago, or something like that? After all that we've, we've been, been through, I will make it, it up to you. All right. I promise to. <laughs> you do know it. Oh, okay. I know. I know. A friend of mine, she admitted, and I crack up. Every time I hear the song, I start laughing. Because they kind of pronounce, after all that we've been through, like a weird, like, we. Yeah. She thought they were saying, after all the hooey we've oh, been through. <laughs> funny. <laughs> we could do hours on this, honestly, because it's uh, yeah. so easy to get it confused. Yeah. Your brain just sort of interprets it the way it needs to. Yeah. You might be wondering why this term mond green came about. Yeah. Yeah. How did 
Like, what's that even mean, right? Yeah. So in this 1954 essay in Harper's, Sylvia Wright described how as a young girl, she misheard the last line of the first stanza of this 17th century ballad called The Bonnie Earl of Moray. So she wrote, when I was a child, my mother used to read aloud to me from Percy's Reliques. And one of my favorite poems began, as I remember, ye highlands and ye lowlands, oh, where hae ye been? They has slain the Earl of Moray and Lady Mondegreen. So she thought... Oh, she thought it was Lady Mondegreen. Well, it's, and laid him on the green. Oh, yes. They have slayed him and laid him on the green. Yeah, so it got turned in her mind to Mondegreen, and that's the word. But the reason this all came up in the first place is because I had started to see a few kind of idiomatic expressions in books and I realized that maybe I was saying them wrong the whole mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. so I want you to weigh in here and listeners you can play along too and see if you know the correct versions oh I love this let's do it so first off Kim when you hear the phrase to the manor born mm-hmm. how, how would you spell manor m-a-n-o-r that's what I thought okay so yes. I'm reading Dorothy Baker's Young Man with a Horn. Which is a great book, yeah. And it has that phrase and it spells it M-A-N-N-E-R. And I had a moment of like, wow, that's so unfortunate that an editor did not catch that, right? They messed up the book, right. And then I thought, no, they would have caught that. So maybe I'm wrong. So I go to look it up. And around the same time, you and I are both reading Mary McCarthy's The Group. Yes. And that phrase also comes up in that book. Uh-huh. Dorothy Baker has it M-A-N-N-E-R. Okay. Mary McCarthy has it M-A-N-O-R. Okay. So what happened? Technically, I think we might be able to say that Dorothy Baker has it correct because okay. this is a line from Shakespeare in Hamlet. Oh. Yeah. In Hamlet, oh. Act oh. 1, Hamlet? 4. Uh-huh. Hamlet says, but to my mind, though I am native here and to the manor born, and it's M-A-N-N-E-R, Right. it is a custom more honored in the breach than the observance. So Shakespeare has it manner as in behavior. I never connected that phrase to the one that we've currently say in my head, which was M-A-N-O-R. Oh my gosh. But here's the thing. It makes sense either way you spell it. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't want to give up to the manor. No, so to the manor, E-R, makes sense because it's Mm -hmm. like I was born with this habitual way of doing things, right? And then to the manor with O-R, it's more seen as somebody coming from a fancy lifestyle. You have some sort of fancy background. Rich. You're basically rich. You're born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Yeah. I think now both are considered acceptable. I think so too. Yeah. Like the sort of grammar police and all that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, because there's no way I haven't seen to the manor born everywhere. It didn't even occur to me right. that it was ER. I love now... this one. Okay. How are you going to top that? That's a great one. Well, since we were on the topic of the group, um, we're going to be doing an episode, listeners, of the group sometime this fall. But there's just one little passage that kind of applies to this topic today. So I'm going to read it. Um, 
one of the girls, Helena, she is talking about her mother and how she recently had to cancel her subscription to the Saturday Evening Post. And so she's talking about this at a party. And one guy says, tell me, what does she find objectionable in the Saturday? Oh, sorry. It's the Saturday Review of Literature. What does she find objectionable in the Saturday Review of Literature? Has sex reared its head there? And Helena says, you misjudge my mother. She's impervious to sex. Mother's shock area is confined to the higher brain centers. The bump of grammar and usage is highly developed. She's morally offended by impure English. (laughs) (laughs) And so the people at the party are like, like what? And Helena answers dangling modifiers, improper prepositions, aggravating to mean annoying, demean to mean lower, sinister. And so everybody at the party's like sinister. And she says, mother says it only means left-handed or done with the left hand. If you tell her a person is sinister, all she will infer, she says, is that he's left-handed. And it goes on a little bit from there with all of the moms, like uh, grammar policing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But I do remember that sinister, or I guess in Italian, sinistra means left. So it makes hand that sinister is left-handed. I thought you were going to say it was because you were raised Catholic and (laughs) the left hand... (laughs) I guess it's what, well, a little I better about there, that these days. There could be a connection there of like left-handed people seeing yeah. evil or, you know, like totally. witchcraft or for sure. Yeah. That's great. I feel like I used to admire being such a stickler to grammar and things like that, but now I've grown to realize how classist that is. So Oh yeah. yeah. I remember having a college professor talking about that and I was Mm -hmm. resistant to it at first, but like basically came around to the idea that language is water and it changes over time. Yeah, exactly. And that's okay. Yep, absolutely. Everything that we're saying now that we think of as correct wasn't that way at one point in the past. Right. Yeah. And who gets to dictate what's correct and everything. And then there's also like misinterpretations of phrases that actually make a lot of sense. So one of my friends, I remember she always thought that phrase, the greatest thing since sliced bread. Uh huh. She thought it was the greatest thing since life spread. And oh, I was really? like, what do you mean the greatest thing since life spread? And she's like, you know, like the primordial ooze since like... <laughs> Since life spread out of the swamps, it's the greatest thing since then. And I'm like, well, that goes back even farther in time. Totally. And sliced bread isn't even that great. I actually like a full, complete loaf that's not sliced. Yeah, I actually like primordial ooze. So anyway, yeah, (laughs) I love that. Okay, so another one to test you, Kim. Uh Uh-huh. Is it you've got another thing coming or another think coming? I always thought another thing coming. Yeah. A-T-H-I-N-G. It's another think. Ooh, okay. The phrase is basically like, if you think I'm going to let you buy that car, you've got another think coming. Oh, that totally makes sense. I'm going to start saying that and then everyone's going to be correcting me. If it's another thing coming, the thing could be anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, that I doesn't make sense. It's more precise. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah I like it. Um, all right. Now, this one just came up, too, because Mike was working on a crossword puzzle, and he asked me to clarify. Toe the line. How would you spell toe? Oh, interesting. Because I'm just thinking too hard about it, because I'm thinking it's probably T-O-W, but I'm guessing I probably used to write it T-O-E. Is that right? It should be T-O-E. 
POE. It should be because POE. Okay. you have to walk precisely on the line as opposed to towing them like on a line on a boat or something. Yes. But yeah. really, TOW does make sense because yes. it's like you got to behave, you got to tow the line. Yep. Like I'm picturing somebody pulling something totally. behind them. Both of them work, really. They really do both. They, work. they conjure up the same yeah. idea in your head. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this next one is more just a spelling thing that I think people get wrong a lot. Okay. Chomping at the bit. How do you spell chomping? C-H-O-M-P-I-N-G. I'm guessing it's wrong. It's C-H-A-M-P-I-N-G. And I'm not even sure why, but it refers to horses. Okay. Chomping on their bit. And for whatever reason, that verb chomping, yeah. when it's a horse, is C-H-A-M-P. Chomping at the bit, that phrase is an A. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So see... I think a lot of people mess yeah. these up. Yeah. Um, okay, next one that I had gotten wrong until I was thinking about it for this episode and double-checked. If you say that something is somebody's stock in trade. Uh-huh. So is it stock in trade or is it stock and trade? Oh, I thought stock in trade. Yes, you're correct. Okay, okay. I always thought it was stock and trade. No, it's yeah. like I'm a okay. grocer. Do you have yeah. stock in your trade? Yeah. So anyway, that was a new one for me. Um, I know you'll know this one, but a lot of people don't know it. We read enough books of this ilk that we're going to know it. I hope so. Chaise Lounge versus Chaise Long. Chaise Long is correct. Yes, that's right. It's L-O-N-G-U-E, like tongue. Which is the French. Yes. If I'm saying it, though, I say Chaise Lounge. The issue, at least in America here, is you just look like an idiot if you say chase long. Yeah, totally. There's a lot of words like that where you know the right way to say it, but you know everyone's just going to correct you if you say it the right way. So Yeah, you don't want to be pretentious. Exactly. <laughs> so um, anyway, those are the ones that I came up with to test our knowledge. Listeners, write to us and let us know which words or phrases or song lyrics you have been saying embarrassingly wrong at any point in your life. We'd love to know and maybe we'll share them anonymously, of course, at some future point in time. But anyway, that's all for today's mini episode. Join us back next week for a full length one. And don't forget to give us a rating and review five stars, please, if you like what you're hearing. Our theme song was written and performed by John Malone. Our logo was designed by Harriet Grant. Lost Ladies of Wit is produced by Kim Lasky and Amy Holmes.